Welcome to episode 76 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 76 of Iron Man Talk with coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Fantastic. And pull the curtains. Oh dear. Sounds good. I'll, I'll pull the curtains. Okay, you pull the curtains and I'll talk about... Our and, lovely sponsors. Our lovely sponsors. And uh, Iron Man Talk is brought to you by copies of Hawaii.com and uh, TryBuys.com. Coffee is obviously the best coffee in the world. TryBuys is the best online shop in the world for triathletes and athlinks.com. Your online community for all triathletes. How you been, mate? I haven't done the how you been. Yeah, it's good. It's nice and dark now. And cozy. Watch this, watch this. Oh, and then the lights, lights come on. Oh, mate, we'll move it up in the world. Lights, water. action. That's right. In this week's show, we've got news, we've got age group of the week, we've got website of the week. We've actually only doing a club website, I noticed. We are, yeah. We're just oh, spreading things out. Coach's Corner, what's happening, mate? Well, the interview we didn't manage to squeeze in last week, we're putting in this week. So, uh, <coughs> David Bowden from uh, PRV and Genius Bikes is having a chat about. Try versus road bikes. Great, uh, great kind of interview because we get heaps of questions on that, don't we? Yeah, and he's going to be on a few more times. Um, very knowledgeable guy. Probably mm. doesn't come across as well as it, he sh- should on the interview, I think. But he's, you mean? Well, no, he, I, was <laughs> I thought he was to, great. I thought he was good, but uh, uh, people that have gone actually to meet David just they, they get blown away by him. Really? He's just a, a, a walking book of knowledge. So, really? Um, We'll try and uh, keep, keep him back on the show. Get a few and, of those uh, pages happening. Yeah. Anyway, uh, first of all, we had some races over the weekend, and we're going to go to Ironman, Wisconsin. There was a couple of dojo dominations. And uh, you picked it, didn't you, mate? I picked it. Yeah. I expected her to win. Jen yeah. Ferguson took the race out. Didn't expect her to go that fast. She's a dominant dojo, didn't she? Man. Let's go females first. That was, uh, it was a serious domination. You know, she won by 24 minutes. Mm. Um, but it was a course record by 10 minutes. Wow. Uh, so I'd say a look out for Gina. Um, she's going to do some big things, I think. I mean, at 9.37 on that course, it's a very slow course. Well, Hillary did one, no, 10.01, didn't she? Yeah. And Hillary would normally do she's about... about a ten, about a 9.40. Yeah. 9.40, and the top guy, he, he was uh, 8.50-something, oh, really? rather. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it was a very impressive performance uh, she was 17th overall. I'd, I'd say, you know, come Taupo next year, she could be challenging um, Joe Long, giving her a really good hurry-up. We've got to think 9.37 on that course, so it's 15 minutes longer than Taupo possibly, and then she's down into the sort of 9.20s. Well, what's um, really exciting is that her cycling's a weakness, isn't it? Mm. And, you know, it's not that weak, but it's... Well, that day it wasn't, but, you know, she's a strong runner, strong swimmer. She's 26. Yeah, and she's a very, very hard worker. Is she? So, uh, yeah. I haven't really ever trained with her. Yeah. Uh, interesting to note at Wisconsin, it was a non-wetsuit swim, um, and Gina was actually second out of the swim, I think, overall. Really? Yeah, she's a very strong swimmer. Did she beat you in that one wet? Uh, we came in the ward together. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she's a great swimmer, uh, very good runner. So, Gina's splits, 53-minute swim for a non-wetsuit swim, great. 5.22 on the bike and 3.14 on the run. Mm. Yeah, one stage, yeah, they go through half, didn't she? She was sitting on a, sitting on a three-hour marathon at some yeah. stage. She's, uh, she's pretty strong. Mm, nice. Well, she's the name of the future, really, isn't she? I think so. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled on that one. She's going to have 14 years in sport with those women. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hilary Biscay, second, 10.01. Inner Reiners from Germany in third and 10.03. I've got to give uh, uh, Greg Welch a bit of shit because... Uh, 
on because uh, they'll give me some hassles on try talk about flirting with Hillary. So yeah. I went and watched the old uh, Iron Man live interviews, and yeah. Greg Welsh was flirting like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty was interesting. Plucky Aussie. Plucky Aozzie. Anyone else? Um, that was about it. It wasn't a stellar, you know. I mean, I said Gino, I expected her to win, and I did, but I just didn't expect her to go that fast. So yep. that was it. Was really a world class, um, world class. Third Ironman. Yeah. Not a bad effort. Not a bad effort. The guy side of things. Um, we, how are we going to pronounce this one? We're going to we're going to balls it up. Whatever we do. German boy. Make Twicink. Twicink. Hamilton Road. Also twenty six. Yep. Um, a little bit behind. Well, not much behind. Just 50, 54 minute swim. 4.47, so just killed everybody on the bike, 10 minutes faster than pretty much everybody else, and then just a nice steady 3.03 on the run for an 8.52. To be honest, I haven't heard much about that guy before, um, so I just had a quick look at what he's done. He was about 6th in rote, I think. Yeah. Uh, he was also did Ironman South Africa this year, he was ninth. so... You know, he hasn't been on the, the podium before, I don't think. Um, so, really good, strong effort. And he, he pretty much killed everybody. 10 minute victory. Yeah. Um, Paul. Jeez, it's obviously a slow course. Obviously, not a strong field either. But Yeah, but it's uh, it's just really, really <coughs> undulating. Bevan's dying on it, so I'll do the rest. <coughs> Paul Fritschay uh, was second, 54 minutes, four, uh, swim, 4.57, and a 3.05 bike for 9.03. And then Uzil. Uzil. Vanderbano, Vanderbano. Third, and he was probably one of the only guys not many guys went sub three hours on the run but he did and he came on 906 and uh, yeah I'm not really, really familiar with many of the other names there um, but what do we got 10th place was 914 so yeah okay in other news we've got that Lewis how did say that one well, that was also at Wisconsin, uh, Luis Alvarez. Alvarez. Um, they put a note on Ironman.com that he's now in the Guinness Book of the Records because he's finished every Ironman, and he's, at the weekend, completed his 50th Ironman, so that's pretty impressive. So meaning every race there is on the calendar? Well, yeah, it'd be a bit of a challenge because there's new, one po- new ones popping up all the time, so I'm sure he wouldn't have done Louisville, but I think it may have been from, last, have. It may have been from last year that um. he got in the Guinness Book of Records or something. And what about ones that have gone, disappeared from the past? Wow. Have there been ones that have disappeared? Uh, There's a question for you guys. Do your homework. First one to do it gets to be the first one to do well, it. Well, Rotes disappeared because that used to be yeah, Ironman. That's true. But I suppose it's still an Ironman Germany. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them have, to be honest. Um, that's a bloody good question, isn't it? It is a good question. You got me Ironman disappeared. Mm. We also had the Cologne 226 in Germany. Yep. Um, we had there's an update there on k226.com and it was a easy victory there for Stefan Liebertrauer. Yep. Good, good, solid German Fast athlete. race. Eight twenty six. Mm. Nice, and mm. it was a thirty minute victory. Uh, Claudius Prink was in second, eight fifty five, and third was Marcus Cringe in eight fifty seven. So, man, there's just so many good Germans out there. I mean, this is clearly is not a um, a massive big yeah, one event. of the really big Ironmans yet. Um, but you've still got all these German dudes going sub nine and stuff. And on the girls' side of things, it was Silky Henriks in ten oh three, Elena Wagner in second, ten oh six, and Ka- uh, Katerina <coughs> Coach in ten oh seven. And they also had a half Ironman race there, run by Richie Cunningham and uh, Sweeney. Someone gave us the words. What were the words? Uh, I've got it at the bottom of the. Page. Okay, wait a second. We're going to get someone sent us through the words. Um, happy days. Here we go. Here we go. Where is it? Uh, keep scrolling up, scrolling Monday, Sunday, Monday, happy day. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, the cycle humps, ready to race to you. These days are ours. We've got to get him on the show, haven't we? Oh, that's sensational. Get him to see And who sent us the email? Carl Coleman. And he was saying, I bet he hasn't heard that before. Nice. 
so uh, beautiful. It was a really good, good little event. They've got they're going in uh, Cologne. They've, uh, Cologne. They've got a you know full Iron Iron race, yeah. a half Ironman. So obviously probably a good prize money because they've got some decent pros turning up. Richie Cunningham has been racing in Germany for quite a few years. I mean, he was over there when I was racing in the, oh, okay. the late nineties. So I think he's set up really well with the club over there. And uh, who so, are the females? Uh, Winky. Kujula, Kujula, 429. Nice. Andrea Breedy in second place. She was a uh, winner of Ironman Germany one year. It was either this year or last year. So that was the Cologne 226. We also had... Uh, what else? The big man? The big man. Didn't have any results from that at this stage. Uh, it was in the Czech Republic. And we also had the Iron Desert Try in Chile. Also couldn't find any results on that one. But they were held over the weekend. We do have some pretty huge news, don't we? We've got some pretty big news. It's bigger than China. Well, we need some feedback from you guys um, because we're trying to organise a camp in France next year. Uh, it'll be held at Pyrenees Multisport. And we're going to go over there. So there'll be Ironman Talk... Camp. Camp. Yep. We need a name for it, don't we? We do. Well, we're, we're this week, come up with some names for us. Send us <laughs> me. I, I always get to do these stupid ideas and I get a thousand emails, don't I? Don't CC me on them don't this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're gonna, we just want to get a bit of a gauge. We, we want to run this camp. Um, I'll be over there. Bevan's going to be there subject to finance yep. and subject to how many people want to come. Um, it's going to be on starting on Saturday the 24th of June and going through to sort of about the Tuesday or Wednesday. You'd fly into Toulouse. It's about four or um, five-day camp. Yeah. It's going to be pretty much based... Uh, on not going to be ability-based sort of camp. Anybody can sort of rock up and we'll just sort of divide into groups based on ability on the days. Uh, and we just want to know if, if you're interested. What are we thinking about running it wise? What, what kind of camp is it going to be? Uh, it's going to be a bit of a mixture. There'll be some decent rides. We, because we're based in the Pyrenees, we will definitely go and do some of the, uh, the famous climbs, but I'll also definitely be doing some technique work, some video analysis with running, uh, and hopefully with swimming as well. But at this stage, we just want to get an idea. If, you, if people are interested, just pop us an email, say, yes, I'm interested. We'll add you to a sort of a mailing list. And just so We haven't got prices or anything yet, but we just want to see if it's yeah, going to be worth our showing. while to yep. do it. Nice, that's pretty awesome. Uh, there's a membership milestone. US Triathlon surpasses 100,000 members. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? That is yeah, pretty impressive. It's a big... It's a big um, and that must be a yearly thing because mm. membership you have to keep renewing. So, mm. yeah, that's pretty it great. To show it's a big market and it's something that I would, I'd really like people to do. I mean, in, in New Zealand in the past, there hasn't been a great push towards being a member of Triathlon New Zealand because there's not that many benefits. No. But I think if we can, as a sport as a whole, if we can get everybody joined up to a national... Um, body, I think they're going to be a lot more powerful and be able to be a lot more proactive as well. They'll have more money coming in from mm. the membership and everything will sort of uh, spawn from there. So, ni uh, nice news. I wonder, you know, the Ironman triathlete in the US, I suppose it just depends on if you're in a club, doesn't it? Well, in some countries, you've got to be a member of, the, of a club which has got to be a member of a national organisation. In oh, New Zealand, okay. we've never really had to. Maybe that's the case that. in America. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, what's this one? The Deacon Man? No, uh, the oh. other bit of news there is um, it was up on Extra. Chris and Marilyn McDonald finally got married. I knew that was happening. Did you? Yeah. I, thought, I had a sneaking suspicion. I knew it was happening, and uh, they did it a bit on the slide too. Yeah? Yeah, I don't think the family's with you. Well, his brother was over there. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, okay. So that's why I kind of thought, oh, I wonder why he's going over there, but yeah. So um, Chris and uh, both called McDonald's, but one was McDonald and one was McDonald's. So did she change her name? I don't know. She doesn't. She just needs to slap. Just cross out. If you're a chick, would you change your name? Let's carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also got an email in from Graham Markison. Yep. Uh, he is I've got a decoman. There was a post on 
uh, trytalk.co.uk. Uh, there's a guy on there trying to organise a, a deeper man. They, initially, they wanted to go over to Mexico, but that's now changed to being 10 Ironmans in 10 days, and they really want to do a back-to-back deeper man. So if you go on to trytalk.com, we'll have a link up to the site on Ironman Talk. Uh, if you are interested in doing a deeper man, he's sort of just uh, rounding up people, and it's going to be a bit of an informal sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, just get on there and... Uh, he's got so his 50-year-old to do it, he's aiming to be. Ooh, 50 years old. Nice. Sensational. Okay, I mean, talk Tuesdays are ordered. They're yep. done and dusted. If you, can't, if you listen to it now, it's too late. Too late. Too, too late, late, mate. You got so, the order? Um, yeah, the guys that do order them, there'll be about a three to four week um, turnaround. turnaround in terms of getting them produced, and then we'll get them out to you guys, but I'll pop you emails when that happens. Okay, so this weekend we've got the Great Columbian coming up, which the is Great where, Columbian's that one there. That one there. It's a Great Columbian. And what's interesting with these races that are perhaps a little bit smaller than, say, iron distance races, and we also talked about this... Um, well, this is a long-distance triathlon, but... It is. It's a qualifying mm, it's race. Yeah. But it's, I think the way for these events to grow is to have small events within the event. Obviously, they're push, put, um, pitching for, to be an iron distance race and to really grow as that, but to get those numbers up and to get the money coming in, they're also running a, um, you know, a sprint and an Olympic yeah. and stuff like that. It's half. like a weekend, isn't it? Like exactly. how they do to have the triathlon weekend in Australia. And I think that you know, perhaps could have been the 101's downfall if they'd had some, you know, participation levels coming in they could yeah. have got more money coming in and perhaps survived uh, so well, you're going you're to get a lot more the, the longer the race in theory the less participants exactly yeah and so when you're getting unless you're like an IM yeah. um, but with these, these races here if you can get you know your mum's doing the race as well and making a whole family kind of event a kids race and all that kind of stuff yeah so it's quite cool they've got a 10 minute race video on there to go and look at if you want to um, check it out it's also a qualifier for the Americans for the um, world long distance champs in Almera next year uh so good luck to everybody racing out there. What else have we got on? The Great, how do you say that one? Alini. Alini, and is that one here? Yeah, yeah. that one there. Uh, so I think it's a fairly new race on the uh, on the calendar. It's again another iron distance race. I think they've got a half distance race as well. So yep. it's uh, Lots of tops off. Yeah, lots of tops off. Bit yeah. of nerdy, always good for that. And uh, yeah, another one coming out this weekend, so hopefully we'll have some results on that next week. And, and finally is? we've got the Spirit uh, Triathlon up in Canada. What's the big man? It's a big man. No, the Spirit Triathlon up in Canada, and again, same deal with that one. We've got a whole weekend of racing. It's that one there. Uh, up in Canada, I think it's in Montreal. I've Old school a- photo, look at that. <laughs> oh, that's sensational. So I've got a sprint, an Olympic, a half Ironman, and an Ironman. I guess one of the unique things with this race is that for the Ironman, I think you do 42 laps of the course. Something. 42 laps? Yeah, because they've got so many races going on, I guess they probably So it's just like, the same course and everyone does different everyone, laps? Yeah, and you just do a different amount Oh, of they'd laps. break your heart, wouldn't it? It'd be pretty hard work. That would be hard work. Another interesting thing on so this... So like on the run? You do a 1K loop? or is oh, it? No, that's on the bike. I don't know how many loops you do on the run, um, but it's still quite a, quite a few, I'd imagine. 24. But interestingly, if you just click on that, the guy that... Um, Holds a course record there uh, of 8.41. He was actually, uh, no, what did I say? Yeah, he holds a course record there, and he also set a course record last week in the Canadian. So Rick's kicking butt. Rick is a Canadian kick butter. Kick butter. Butt kicker. Butt kicker. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's about it. That's pretty much our news for this week, so let's go on to the hot topic of the week. And to be honest, I haven't done any peas. So John did the first half, and I'm going to try to wing the second half. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to, we're going to Who did you go to? We're going to, I went down as far as... As yep, you went down as far as da, 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 to Ollie. Ollie. Um, basically, we had so many responses, so we're just going to go through the highlights a little bit because uh, if we went through every read everyone, we'd be here till Christmas. <laughs> so uh, Jacob from Amsterdam says, uh, oh, "I suppose the topic was should 
um, the cutoff time of 17 hours be changed? And uh, what's your sort of views on that? Jacob from Amsterdam keeps Ironman open to um, to anyone while keeping things extremely challenging. Nice. Fegan, I personally think with a bit of training, my mum could make 17 hours, but it would still take commitment and a lot of effort for eight months or so. Uh, I think there are also some people out there that mentally chase the cutoff. At 17 hours or 16 hours in Switzerland, people almost aim to finish with 30 minutes to spare. If you made the cutoff 15 hours, they'd finish within 30 minutes to spare, but walk a lot less. So that's a good point. Yeah, you know? yeah, people definitely. do probably race the cutoff, so I like yeah. that. Uh, Daniel, good old Daniel from Germany. I wouldn't mind something like 20 to 40 year, 20 to 40 year olds uh, cutoff time 13 hours, 40 to 60 year olds cutoff time 15 hours, and 60 to 99 year olds. <laughs> what about the last one? What's the that about? Hours, and Bevan's got to go sub nine. I get cut not allowed off. to finish. I'm out of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David from Japan. I'm at, um, David said Ironman Japan is a stricter cutoff time of 15 hours. I think Rote is the same. Yeah, well, Rote, you, because Rote, they start at 9. Yeah, yeah. They? And they let people come in, and I think they still give you certificate and stuff, but once the 15 hour comes in, they start celebrating. And like, they haven't, everyone comes into the middle, and these guys are running around, and <laughs> it was a little bit funny. Yeah. yeah. So in Ironman Japan, he says he's got a cutoff of 15, 15 hours. It works fine, but I would still ask what's the harm in having a fairly loose cutoff? Brian said, I used to be in the camp advocating different cutoff times of different age groups, so I think logistics would be pro- um, problematic, and I think I agree with that one. Uh, Todd Johnson said, with a 17-hour cutoff, an athlete has a chance to overcome obstacles and still go on to finish the race. So, for example, if you've got a puncher, you had a mechanical, you know, potentially you might lose half an hour, 45 minutes, possibly even up to an hour on the bike. Uh, it still gives those guys a chance to get to the finish if it was going to be their pinnacle sort of A race for the season. So good yep. point, Todd. Uh, Gump said reducing the cutoff time would also see um, more of the frenetic swims and drafting on the bike. The whole field would, field would be compressed. Nice. Uli. Um, you did your P's well, didn't you? I've done nothing. You've just exactly. nailed it. Uli said, yep, just like the good old days of marathon, marathoning when the cutoff time is three hours. Really? Ten hours sounds fine to me. Would make the sport elitist? Yes, hopefully. Wow. Uh, Rachel said, nope, I'm hoping to make a cutoff time for my first one. Shortening the cutoff time would make it more of an elitist sport. And Phil said, as I recall, the first races didn't have a cut-off time. One guy was still trying to finish the next morning. They were the pioneers. Just because it appears to be more accessible doesn't mean it's still not a big challenge to finish in 17 hours. And Ollie said, yeah, it's too long. 14 hours is reasonable, I think. But let's have uh, medals for faster finishes like the Adapted Tour in France. Nice. So Ian's basically saying he doesn't really understand why 17 is, why can't it be more flexible with 17 hours if someone finishes at 1702? You know, you know, why don't you get a t-shirt? Good one. Uh, Joel's basically saying, as I'm quickly running through this, it's genius, Ollie. ITU getting triathlon. Yeah, he likes the cutoff. <laughs> Rich is saying that he's concerned about keeping the cutoff 17 hours. I manage finishing is achievable. Becomes the next charity money spinner. Look at the Mar- London Marathon. So he's saying that, you know, maybe it's making it too easy. Um, uh, the cutoff, although, Fegan's uh, saying he prefers 16 hours. So it's kind of cool. Gumps, uh, I'm in favour of the longer cutoff. I did 11.45 on the day. and should have gone sub-11. Everyone started putting in how much money they raised. I didn't quite get that. Okay. Yeah. I raised... Uh, no, it should not be extended. If anything, it allowed more people to do events. If having it uh, held over two days, male and female. Hmm, mm. maybe. It's... Uh, don't cook the bread too long. Uli <laughs> uh, is saying... Uli's uh, double-dipping. He's already been in there. Okay, we'll leave you out, Uli. Tell how about an Ironman on a fixed-wheel bike... So if you stop pedaling, you must stop. Uh, you have no walking rule on the run, and 50-meter walk referees everywhere gives you two warnings, and then you're DF. Nice. Mm. Let's toughen them oh, up. Hold on. There's a next there. Oh, wait. We've gone on to the next page. This, this is a first for oh. Ironman talk. Oh, back it up. Is it or not? 
Let's have a look. Or does that go to one of the old posts? No, we've got more. Oh, Bevan. Oh, man, and they've gone all out. Maybe you should do some prep there. Oh, oh man. Okay, well, the rest of you, is great work. <laughs> oh, okay, let's just go with one of them. Brian's saying, I'm for keeping it at 17 hours, and he did it at 9.43, so it must be good. I love it, you know, I have to say, I love it how some people with the fast ones think they have more credibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a sub nine, so I must know. I love that. Um, so, no, yeah, thank you. Honestly, this was a big discussion. I found it really interesting. I, you know, some weeks we put out discussions and I think we're going to get lots of comments. Yeah. Other weeks we put out ones and I think, oh, and, and to be honest, I didn't really think there'd be much to do with this one, but it just... So we might have a scan over some of these and maybe make a comment again on them next week once we've yeah. done his, uh, his I'll piece. do my piece next week, but what, what do you think? Um, I think it's <coughs> logistically, you know, in, in theory, I think the idea of having some different times for different age groups uh, is kind of cool, but I think um, realistically it's just too hard to manage. But I think we've got to be careful. I mean, you and I are both sort of nine-hour guys, and, and I think a lot of the listeners um, are faster guys. And you've got to realise that if different people are doing Ironman for, for different reasons. Yep. And uh, so I kind of think the 17 hours is good. Um, I do think that it should be a fairly strict 17 hours. I'm not really in for, you know, if that, that's the rules, and I'm, I'm a bit of a... I'm a bit of a you like the rule book, don't you? I'm a bit of a rule. When you man. play games, you get the rules out, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. It's like Miami, he's like. <laughs> and so I, I kind of like the 17 hours, and uh, I think you know maybe um, I, I like what they do in Rote, how they start the pros and then they have the older athletes starting early. Yeah. I think that's the one thing where I think we could have a bit of leniency, but you've got to think about in Taupo, you know, you're starting at seven o'clock. You can't start any <coughs> earlier than that. I'm in New Zealand, uh, and I think the, the atmosphere at midnight is great, and so that's why I think. Um, Another reason why they shouldn't change the cutoff time is I think that atmosphere between 11 and, 11 and 12 o'clock down at the finish line at most Ironmans is, is pretty special. Uh, and so I think it would be a shame to get rid of that. But I guess if you cut it, then the time down, it might have the same atmosphere a couple of hours early. But well, I think, I think, the one thing I think midnight kind of is kind of cool. You go yeah. to midnight. And well, in Germany, you finish at 10. Right. And wrote that didn't. That was quite yeah. cool as well. Um, yeah. But um, I think that there's a couple of things is that you want you want the seventy year old coming in at twelve. Yep. You know what I mean. You want everyone there cheering them on. And like for me, that's one of the highlights of the race is that that mm. end of the night where you've got a couple of people who are going to be pushing the limits, and you know some don't make it, and it's a pity, but that's that's just the deal. And, yes, and, yeah. and I think that keeps to the spirit and the drama of the sport. I really like that aspect. Um, I think seventy hours seems a pretty fair cutoff. You maybe could bring a little bit quicker, but I think once you start bringing it down, then you do eliminate a lot of of the older athletes. And yeah. um, like as we've said in the past. You know, doing a nine-hour Ironman seems bloody hard to me. Like, imagine being out for 17 yeah, hours. different sort of racing. Oh, you know, it's <laughs> you know, a long time. You know, oh, imagine doing a six-hour, seven-hour marathon. Yeah. You know, and I don't think these people who are doing those times are mentally working any less than we are. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just we're faster. And so, for me, I think the achievement of doing a 17-hour Ironman is just as good as a nine-hour Ironman. Um, for the it's, it's very different. And I think being on your feet for that long, oh, man. You know, that's really hard work. Yeah. Uh, and so it's probably a different sort of hardness. Uh, um, so Yeah, I totally, yeah. It's a different type of race, but I just... So I like 17 hours. I think that... I do think sometimes you feel sorry for the people who come over 17, but... Uh, no, it's a... Yeah, that's the rules. Those are the rules, mate. Those are the rules. Well, then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I still think... Uh, I don't know. Do you still get a medal? Yeah, no, you're high. No. Yeah, by the rules. You don't get, get in out, there. If you know? don't get in there by 16, 59.59... What if you come on on 17? Do you get it? 
Well, yeah, I think you Cameron seventeen zero 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 zero. I think you get it, but um, okay. I'm not. I'm not in favour of. So thanks for everyone actually writing up because you guys wrote some books on there. It was bloody mm. great work this time around. So this week's uh, discussion is going actually, to, oh back it up, back it up. I mean, uh, I know one of the reasons why they don't let it go any longer at say Ironman New Zealand is also the support um, the, the volunteers the and stuff. Oh, true. You yeah, know, they've got to be out there for flipping hours, and yeah. if you just let people carry on willy nilly, it's, it's the safety issues there, and there's also you've got to think about the volunteers. Well, didn't the first one some guy did 24 hours? Yeah. yeah. I think we, we can't harp back those first ones because they the first yeah, yeah, ones. No those, rules. those guys yeah. were just, yeah, no, yeah. It was, yeah. just idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they inspired the rest of us. Anyway, so this week, um, we've just gone back to basics this week. We want you to share one thing that you've learned, the main thing maybe, that you've learned in your first Ironman build-up that could help others in the Ironman Talk community. We're sharing. Sharing is caring. Pay it forward, one would say. So, uh, <laughs> one would say that. One would say. So that's, uh, that's our discussion and our news for, for this, this week. week. Beautiful. Here we go. Age Grouper of the Week. So, Jack Lynch, good old Jack the Lynch, sent us through. We're off to Ireland. Off to Ireland, that's right, and I called it Scotland, didn't I? So, Jack Lynch uh, sent us through this week's Age Group of the Week, and he's nominating a guy called Liam Dolan. Dolan? Dolan. 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 And uh, he's nominating him for, he did the Kenmere Half, and uh, Liam is a 26-year-old from, how do you say that one? Sintata, I guess. Sintata. Triathlon Club in Dublin. Dunklin? Yeah, Dunklin? Dog? Oh, God, just put an Irish accent on okay. you, right? Dog and uh, a great bunch of lads up there who all listen to the show, and uh, Liam's a big fan of the show. He's been slagging about getting mentioned. But anyway, he did uh, start a triathlon two years ago. He's gained a bit of a reputation for his awesome bike slits. Indeed, I missed the trick and not knowing him earlier in the year because he finished 10th at the UK half, pretty and he was solid. the first non-pro to finish, so that was a pretty good race. In the Kimmere, he finished 4th, uh, despite cracking his headset area of his frame and not hitting and hitting a pothole and he's got a cough so and noticing that, that his steering was a little bit funny a little, real, bit, a, a little bit funny yeah a little bit funny um, his real strength though is being able to control himself on the bike so he can run well he basically ran an 118 on yeah. a really hilly course mm. managing to outrun some of the guys who run 31k 31 10k. minute 10k yeah well um, on the downside he's been known to remark that Iron Man is for 30 somethings who are going through a bit of a midlife crisis True. Which, which you like that one, didn't you? Yeah. You're 30 now. You can be included in that group. But I'm already in the crisis area because I've been in for five years. <laughs> you started early. But I'm thinking if it's a positive thing because you could be worse things. You could be getting rid of the wives, getting new cars, exactly. you know. Because that's what guys do, don't they? Yeah. But Liam secretly wants to do an Iron Man sometime soon. Yeah. So, Liam, you are yeah. our age group of the week. week. And thanks, Jack, for sending it through. Bloody beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Side of the week. Yeah! Wow. We're loving the music. Did you watch Deliverance? Have you seen Deliverance? Deliverance? No. I watched the Italian job on the weekend. That was you quite good. Deliverance? I'm not a movie man. Oh, but the, the, you know the, the Bango song? No. Julian Bango's? No. You don't get out much, do you? No. You watched the Italian job. Did you like that? It was good. Was it old version or new version? New version. Cool. That was good. That I liked the way how they controlled the streetlights. Yes. That was yep. very cool. Yeah. Deliverance. I'll go get it out this weekend. D- d- you, honestly, you'll like it. Trust me. <laughs> um, anyway, this week's website of the week is sent through by Greg Kurz. And uh, what's there to tell us about it? Full on try. Show. Loves it. 
He's, uh, Doesn't just like it. He says we've got a big, a big troll, big following at full on try. Full on. Why is it called full on, John? Because it is full on. Full on. Yeah, it's from Fulham in London. Fulham is uh, full on. One of our top athletes, Lee Jackson. Oh, sorry. Oop, I yep. should. I could read my notes even. Yeah, you put your own notes, haven't you? Yep. Yep. Uh, no, no, Lee, you're going, Lee Jackson. Lee Jackson. I think he's been an age group of the week, hasn't he? Probably. And uh, his head coach, Alan, have got to be our biggest fans. They go, go on, on then. On and on about the show. We the love time. you guys. Keep it up. So, full on try, it's, uh, it's a club that is stepping up to Ironman. Uh, a club, club has, has stars, uh, Vince Camp and Stu Anderson. Vince ran a 3.06 at Ironman Lanzarote, his first Ironman. Wow. Stu Anderson is racing Ironman Brazil um, at the weekend. Wow. Maybe this is a little bit old. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> um, we have about 20 club members uh, doing Ironman Germany. Well done to you guys at Germany. That was yeah. also a few months, yeah. like, months it's ago. It's been a while since we got this one, isn't it? <laughs> the trial world was all confused about the concept of a sprint uh, and all other sports. A sprint is something that lasts less than a minute, not less than one and a half hours. Nice. Um, so it is actually a really good website. You go on there, um, yep. quite a bit of training information. Um, Coach's Corner. Coach's Corner. Back it up. Plenty of uh, tips there. and Athletes profiles. Bike route maps. Uh, you gotta be you got to be a member to get in there. Oh, man. Uh, we need to have honorary, honorary membership. Honorary. And so on we. Okay, look at that. The Club Relay Championships in Nottingham. Oh, nice. Nice. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Legs of Steel, steel ride. ride. Oh, this is good. They must have some really tough routes that you could... Look at this. Mm. Oh, so they must have a route that you can ride in. Or is that a race? Oh, it's a race. It's a race. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a club race. It's got a members area that you've got to obviously be a member to, to log into. Plenty yeah. of sponsors there. They've got Snickers as a sponsor. Oh, back it up. Oh, yeah. Should hook us up. Do you like Snickers? Yeah, I like a bit of Snickers. Now, one thing they do have is they have the full-on triathlon club Hall of Fame. Mm. And what they have is basically they've got two people who have done Hawaii, and then they've got... Uh, about 10 people who have done the 70.3 World Champs in Florida Vince last year. Camp got a bronze medal in the 34 medal. Wow, That's right. I wanted you to pronounce this name. The guy. Okay. Don de la Hacil de la Louvre. Nice. Did I do it right? You did perfect. Yeah. 115th in the 30 to 34 age group. And they actually had a write-up on their front page about this. If you go down a little bit earlier on, where's your front page again? If you go on, oh, I've got lost your front page. But if you go to their front page, they have a write-up about the trip and they have some photos of that. Nice. So, if you clicked on home, you might also get to the front page. That, that helps a little yeah. bit too, doesn't it? Here we go. We're down here. Down here. 70.3. Lots of news. Chips. There you go. Oh, nice. There's Eight full-on try members and seven supporters headed to Clearwater, Florida, sunshine of the inaugural 70.3 championships. Having pre-qualified for the event, Vince Kim and Stuart Anderson were in fine form mixing up with the pros. There we go. Nice. So, Very good. Bloody brilliant. So that's full-on try. I have a feeling we may have even had these guys' website of the week once before. <laughs> uh, have we? I don't know. But anyway, if you are, it must be. A, it's a fantastic website. Get on there. Get on there. You're in London. Looks so, like so where is full-on? Full in London. Is it? Yep. I used to. One of my How would you train in London? Uh, there's a couple of people. I used to. I used to, if you're in Fulham, I used to go to the uh, the gym there. There was a big. It's called Fulham Gym. No, it wasn't called Fulham. It was. Uh, I can't remember. It was a new gym. It had a really good swimming pool there, and then everybody goes and rides around uh, the park, Richmond Park. The park. Which, yeah, there's a there's a road around the park. It's like a ten kilometre circle. So you, well, you end up doing like and, ten laps. Yep. Yep. Oh and, really? Uh, and we'd packed, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think at the weekends it gets pretty heaving, and then uh, yeah, oh, that'd be painful. And then for their running, there's quite a few parks around and stuff, but still a pain in the ass to train there. Some people commute to work. I spoke to a guy last night on the phone in London and commutes to work. That's like taking your life into yeah, that is, isn't it? It's just scary stuff. Death waiting to happen. Yes. So uh, full on try. We don't actually have another website of the week this week. Is there a reason for that? Uh, because the show's going to be long enough without okay. it. Okay, there we go. So you you are 
our website, website of the week. Uh, do we have a high five? What's next? I've got to see. No, no high five this oh, week. Oh, it's just straight into Coach's Corner. Coach's Corner. So you've, you've had the intro about five times to this <laughs> this topic, but yeah. David Bowden from PRV and Genius Bikes is going to talk us through a few tips in terms of comparing road bikes yeah, really and good bikes. Interview. And we're going to get back on eventually as well. Yes. Here we go. Here it is right now. Okay, so on the show today, we've got uh, David Bowden, who works for PRV, which is uh, one of my proud sponsors with Genius Bikes. Oh, nice. And we've had quite a few questions in recently about sort of bike fitting and whether people should get tri-bikes or road bikes. So rather than Bevan and I sort of uh, babbling on about it, we thought we'd get uh, an expert on. And David's, uh, good thing about David, he's been bike fitting people for, for quite a long period of time. He's in the industry and he's also a triathlete himself so he can sort of apply some practical knowledge. Mm. So um, yeah, we're gonna today we're, the topic we're really going to cover is um, sort of the differences between triathlon bikes as opposed to, to road bikes and just maybe a few considerations you might want to make if you are looking to, to make that change. So welcome along to the show. David, how's things going today? Not too bad. Not too bad, good. Sunny day up in Auckland? It's actually been really nice weather today, oh, surprisingly. Su- surprisingly, it's had a bit of rain. So um, you've obviously got a, 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 what sort of got you into into triathlon and, and, and it's just sort of cycling and bike fitting and things like that? Uh, I've just been doing tries for as long as I can remember pretty much. I started that at secondary school and... Uh, after I left school and went to university, I kept on my interest in the sport and in the technical side, and I've developed it from there. And what's your sort of role um, with PRV at the moment? I'm the product development guy, yeah. so working on the Genius Bikes and the Grammo Wheels. Oh, nice. Uh, and a few other bits and pieces and things that will help bike fitters around the world, hopefully. Cool. Oh, we'll update people on that at some stage. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, the main sort of thing we want to talk about was was the differences, you know, between a, a road bike and a tri bike. So, what are sort of the main differences in terms of, say, geometry between between a road bike and a tri bike? Well, the whole point of bike design is getting the rider balanced over the bike, and you can, with the right components, achieve any position on any bike, but you'll throw out the uh, balance of the handling. So for a road bike, it's designed to uh, support your upper body without your arms having to do all the work. Your core and the uh, way you centre your mass over the bike are what does the work for you. So as a result, the road bikes tend to be designed with shallower seat angles that get you further back then you stick a top tube on that gets the handlebars in the right position and puts the front wheel in the right place to have good handling for that style of riding. Yeah. Now, you can adopt the triathlon style position, which is more forward and lower, on a road bike, but it will completely throw out the handling because you get too much weight on the front wheel sure. and you get terrified going downhill. <laughs> and it's just not as much fun. <laughs> so with the tri-bike, you tend to adopt that more forward saddle position and then the rest of the bike is designed around that so that, the, again, the handlebars are correct distance away. Uh, the main function of the handlebars on the tri-bike is holding on to the bars because it's 
where you put your elbows on the pads, that makes the real difference. And again, the bearing geometry is chosen to put the front wheel in the right place so that you have decent weight distribution and you can ride down the hill without being terrified. Nice. Cool. Uh, so, so, oh, you got you got more or Yeah, just any uh, bike design is all about the five contact points of uh, three bike to rider and two bike to the ground. And they're all about joining those dots. Nice. So what are the main advantages or disadvantages of using a tri-bike? Well, the advantage of the triathlon-style position is that you get your body a bit slower and more compact, and this tends to be somewhat faster. So a bike that allows you to adopt that position uh, is then going to be faster, not necessarily through any property of the frame or parts themselves, but just because you've compressed the space your body takes up. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. And, and what about sort of in terms of a road bike? What are the advantages you'd get out of a road bike over a tri bike? The main advantage of the road bike is versatility. You can do whatever you like with a road bike. A properly set up tri bike is no fun for riding into work or riding in the group. Mm. Uh, if you're wanting to do touring, commuting, all that sort of thing, then a road bike is the bike that will do everything and then you can slap the mirror on for a triathlon. Um, so, yeah, and road bikes tend to be a bit cheaper uh, as an entry point into the sport. Exactly, but yeah. then once you start getting interested in going as fast as you can, the tri-bike starts to get a lot more attractive. Okay. So when you're looking... Um if, if people are sort of weighing up between the two, what are the sort of main considerations people should sort of weigh in their own mind if they're choosing between, you know, a triathlon bike or a road bike? The main consideration is what you intend to use the bike for. Uh, as I was just mentioning, if you want a bike that you can ride to work, do club road races, the occasional triathlon, just mix everything up, then... I'd say definitely a road bike. If you're a hardcore Ironman and you only ever ride on your own uh, as fast as you can, as long as you can, then there's not much point having a bike that's designed to be good in the grip. So I'd go with a tri-bike. In between those two extremes, uh, just a case of weighing up what you're going to use it for most of the time, deciding what fits best into your budget and that intended use. What I usually advise to people if they, because most people start out with a road bike, is that when they start getting upgrade fever, uh, they look at keeping Old Faithful as their road bike and adding a tri bike to the stable. But <coughs> then I have a bit of an unhealthy attitude towards number of bikes. <laughs> I <always have> say that. <laughs> so, how, how important or what is the impact of um, athletes' flexibility when choosing a bike? You know, obviously a tri bike is a lot more demanding on the lower back and areas like that. Like, so what, how important is that when choosing? Well, it, it doesn't need to be more demanding. It depends on how you set it up. Uh, flexibility is a bit of a funny issue because, uh, in my own case, I really don't do very well when the physio tests my flexibility. 
but I've got a 21 centimetre difference between my saddle and my aerobar pad, and that's not quite as much as Bjorn Anderson with his <laughs> seven. Yeah. It's still getting right up there in terms of drop. Uh, and I just think about his bike flexibility and comes from many years riding a bike. Uh, it's something in the things I tend to watch the rider pedalling and use feedback from them to determine where they're most comfortable. I don't tend to like to use flexibility tests off the bike because they don't really show how they're working or how the muscles are interacting uh, when you're riding. Yep. So the only way to determine your bike flexibility is to get on a bike and twirl things around, uh, preferably with the help of an experienced fitter who's going to add their experience to the equation and hopefully cut down on the time it takes you trying different possibly not so useful operations. Okay. In terms of, you know, obviously everybody's got different body types. Uh, are different body types suited better for different sort of bikes? You know, if you've got a long torso, is that better for a tri bike or a road bike or it doesn't really make much difference? Uh, different body proportions will favour different brands of bike. Uh, in terms of if you have long femurs, long upper leg versus the lower leg, uh, generally on a road bike that will mean that you have a shallower seat angle and still with a tri bike you might end up with a slightly shallower seat angle. But mm, I haven't seen anything that would suggest that if you fit to a certain mould, then you absolutely must ride this sort of bike or this position. Yep. It's very much about finding what works for you. And anyone who claims that there is an absolute prescription is probably trying to hide something. <laughs> uh, just, I'm just going to have a random, random question here on that. You know, like when you choose a bike... Most people don't really go and try 10 different bikes, do they? What's your advice on that? Because you're, you're saying the answer to that question is trying to find a bike that works for you, but often people just listen to the sales rep. Do you, how do you advise that we do that? Oh, that's something that really bugs me, that people pick a bike based on it looks really good for this guy or I like the colour. Okay, colour's a good reason, but <laughs> they, they make the decision based on what they think sounds like a good bike rather than what's a good bike for them. Yep. So the fitting system that we're working on, uh, will one component will be a program that will enable bike fitters to choose any bike that matches the position for that rider. So you'd set up on a fitting bike, take measurements off it, and then input into this program. And that will allow you to see, well, I fit this size Cervelo, that size Scott, this size Genius, uh, whatever, rather than taking in the idea that I'm absolutely going to buy this bike and not being prepared to look at all the options. Yeah. Mm. So my approach is to choose the fit and then find the bike that connects the dots rather mm. than to choose the bike and force the fit. Cool. Definitely sounds like a healthier way around it. So in your experience, is there much of an impact of... Well, I mean, how much of an impact does running off the bike have between road bikes and tri-bikes? Like, is a tri-bike better, or...? I find it much, much easier um, myself. Now, there's been surveys done. Uh, Daniel Field 
who was one of the founders of uh, tribal-like design. He did a survey at Hawaii for several years running of uh, what seat angle people were using and how it affected their run splits. And he found that the people with steeper seat angles consistently ran faster. Now, I'm not convinced that it is solely because of the seat angles. I think it's a combination of different factors, one of which is that those people who have gone into the, uh, the steeper angled bike have probably had a bike fit that has completely relaxed their upper body, so they're not wasting energy there, and they've got more to spend on the run. Yep. Also, because they're more aerodynamic, they're using less to go the same speed, so they've got a bit more to spend on the run there as well. But uh, in terms of hamstring utilisation, which is something that people claim is an advantage of moving the saddle forward, uh, there's no evidence to suggest that it changes the muscle utilisation in any significant way for the muscles that do the pedaling. But it just relaxes uh, the muscles of your upper body just because the aerobars are supporting it. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, well, hopefully that's given people a bit of insight into you know the differences between the bikes, and it sort of sounds like you'd be sort of suggesting that if people are looking to upgrade and they are sort of solely focused on Ironman that, you know, perhaps a, a tri-bike might be a better option uh, if they were, if they, especially if they've already got a road bike. Would that be a fair fair sort of summary of what you're saying? That would be a pretty fair comment. As an example, uh, here in Auckland they've got a flat 16k time trial and I tend to find that for someone who does it on a road bike, using the drops so they're down as low as they can go, and then going to a well set up tri bike, not not a super flash one, just a good solid all round bike, uh, they'll usually drop off about a minute and a half. Really? Wow, that's over 16k. And then compare that to Ironman and Taupo, that I think multiplied by a factor of nearly 15. So it becomes quite a significant time saving mm. over 180 so obviously um, the area, one of the areas you're working on is the development of the genius Chrono Metro. I mean, is there Chrono Metro, that's a good name, isn't it? Anything special about that bike and, and um, in terms of differing from, from other sort of tri-bikes out there? Uh, not in terms of differing. I'd be a bit worried about a bike that differed too much from what works for everyone else. Usually a bad sign. The thing with the new 2008 Chrono Metro that we've got coming in uh, probably six weeks now is it's a sort of the mid-range of tri-bike geometry. It's not as steep and low as something like a Stavala. It's more like uh, the Kyoto Calibre, Scott Plasma, that style of bike. Yeah. Uh, the most obvious thing to the consumer will be that it looks a little bit like the new belt. Uh, but we've got a few people who are already keen to get them after seeing the fly photos, so yeah. that's quite encouraging for us, and it'll be a, quite an interesting bike once we land it. Apparently the colours are pretty cool, I've been told. That's the key, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's important to have good colour. <laughs> well, thanks very much for your time, David. Uh, we, we are hoping to get David back on the show um, sometime in the next few months to talk about a bit more specifically about bike fitting, mm-hmm. and, um, and that, I know that's an area where we've been getting a lot of questions, so... Thank you very much for your time today, David, and uh, good luck with your triathlon endeavours over the next uh, six months, and we hopefully see you at, um, 
on the start line, maybe in Taupo or somewhere around New Zealand. Cool. Thank you very much. Guns and answers. One thing I wanted to ask you, Bevan, was when you went to Taiwan a few weeks ago, uh, how were the skins? Back it up, back it up! Oh, he's got them on now, he's recovering from his run. Pulled out my pants in front of John, but I got my skins on. <laughs> the wrong way, by the way, this is... <laughs> Glad you kept that extra layer on. But um, we obviously talked to the skins guy a few weeks ago about, you know, in terms of the ins and outs of skins, and Bevan and I tried them, but neither of us are doing enough training to really warrant... Back good... it off, I ran for an hour today, yeah. mate. Good stuff. <laughs> But uh, in terms of travelling, do you find they... they oh, yeah, I, well, I, I personally, when I travel, uh, long-haul flights at least, I get big cankles. Yeah, I look like an elephant. And, I, and it takes a long time. Like, mm. when I went to Germany, it was like, was it, a day and a half? Mm. Like, it was into the next day, and it was still quite swelled. Um, whereas in this trip, yeah, they make a huge difference. I got off the plane, and there was no swelling at all. Nice. Um, <laughs> I, I was a bit of an idiot, I have to admit, because I wore, it was quite cold in Christchurch, so yeah. I got on the plane, and, and you know, they're compression, compression type pants, kind of like Lycra, and um, so they're quite warm, Yeah. Um, and I had my big thick cargo pants on as well, and so I was scorching on the plane, <laughs> and then you get off the plane in Taipei, and um, it's 45 degrees, it's 45 degrees, and so I jumped into the car with these mates of mine, and it's like 3 in the morning, I'm tired. So and I said, look, guys, don't take this wrong. I'm just going to get in my undies and go to sleep. So, so I'm, I'm in the car. Wake up in the morning. I've taken about 30 photos of me in my undies. I wasn't happy. Oh, yeah, I'll show you one. I'll show you one in a second. But um, so yeah, so really good for travelling, honestly. Yeah. And I didn't actually have they have the travelling version, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they've got one pair of travelling ones that go over your ankles and actually over your feet. So now it's just interesting here because you know the, the, they definitely the feedback I'm getting is they are very good. For most people are saying. Um, but well, you know, I have the, been running. There's plenty of scientific evidence to say that for for travelling, they're definitely uh, they are the business. Well, I have been running quite a lot in the last couple of few days. I'm just trying to find this photo for you. In the last few days, you just want to show me a picture of you in your underwear. I'm there you go. Look at this. There you go. I'll put it on the website. You guys will love it. It's basically soft porn. <laughs> See, look at that. <laughs> that's just wrong, isn't it? Right. Anyway, I'll put it on the website. You guys will love it. Um, so what we're saying, um, yeah, no, I think they're great. I'm really enjoying them. And I've got them on a lot of the time, especially after running. Like today I went for a run, then I did yoga straight away. Mm. And then I uh, took them on and, and I did an hour and a half yesterday and the same kind of deal. So. Nice. Mm. The other big bit of news, our competition. Uh, oh, the big competition! So we had the pick, we had all the. Um, have we picked the clips. Well, I have. Uh, we've got to, we've probably got to confirm. I have to pause for a second. No, no, I, I actually agree with you. Um, so we're going to leave, leave all the competition entries up on the website again. There are some really good ones. So go have a look um, and just click through, and they'll go through to Athlinks or uh, or um, what's the other one called YouTube. YouTube. Uh, but the winner is going to be. We haven't got his name written up it's here. Okay. Um, Kishar, K- K- uh, yeah, we don't, we don't know how to pronounce your name. Is it? Go, go to our website. It'll be on there, won't it? Uh, maybe. Yep, it yeah. will be. I'm in talk. Um, there's a classic It's a classic one. It's basically he's got his young child on there, and uh, and his young child is demonstrating peeing on the bike yep. and uh, and aspiring to be a very famous triathlete. To me, it came down to that one and the other one with the baby. The two baby ones were the ones that I was really kind of, oh. Yeah, yeah. And then the peeing on the bike was the, the moment for me. Yeah. Actually, literally yeah. seeing the baby pee on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> And it was uh, okay. We're going to pronounce this wrong. This name wrong. Uh, Crescendo Dasa. Dasa. Yeah, Crescendo you Dasa. are the winner of a pair of Oakley's glasses. Yeah, so email us so we can get your contact details. And we'll Powered send them by Transitions lenses. Yeah, and they're really cool. I was using them today with my mm. run. So I was using them on the bike today as well. Hey, we're like fashion. Mm. I mean, people so, couldn't tell us apart. Thanks very much for everybody who sent in the. Um, uh, yeah, really, really fantastic. great. Eh? And lots of effort went into it, and they're all really great, and uh, we really appreciate that. And 
if you want to, if you guys go and actually look at them, link them to the whole idea is that we can get the word out there more. So, um, if you want to link them and you know send a link to one of your friends who doesn't listen to the show, all well, uh, you guys on Try Talk and all the different forums, put a few links up there. Say check this out; it's really funny. Hey, did you see um, that one was on some article in some big news website? What I think Chance Barber, someone had had a write up. They were doing Wisconsin or one of the races, and they were doing a review of the race and. Mm-hmm. One of our listeners for their ad had done kind of like their race reports as a thing and then put our kind of link at the end. Oh, nice. And this news website had actually gone and um, put that on their news website. And then at the end it said, listen to I Man Talk. Nice. We yeah, like that. Superstars. So, so yeah. Cool. Um, also, just a couple of people writing through and saying they ordered some Art of Try stuff. And yes. really, really happy with that. And he was actually also, what's his name, Brett? Um, Toby. Toby was actually in the LA Triathlon this weekend. Mm. And uh, a few good people stuff. What do you think of my top today? Mission Bay, mate, 74. Mission Bay, 1974. You're so hot right now. Sorry? You're so hot right now. It's hot right now. <laughs> Mission Bay, 1974 was the first triathlon. Do you now. know what movie that's from? Come no. on, come on, come on. No. So hot right now. No. You don't know that? No. Zoolander. Oh, Have you seen Zoolander? Yeah, I've seen that. Not bad. Not bad. It's brilliant. <laughs> so hot right now. Here's my inspiration as a model. Um, okay, then anyway, questions. Um, Matthew Shapiro. Here we go. Uh... He's going to run the Philadelphia Marathon on the 18th of November. I'm approximately 14 weeks out and begin a 13-week focus plan next week. Can you provide any advice for those of us wishing to run a full marathon here in the U.S. and what we should be doing? I was planning on the next 13 weeks as a run-swim focus period and reducing my cycling to two times per week. Does this make sense, or should I try something else or go in a different direction? Because, Sean, what do you think? Well, you're doing a similar sort of thing. You're training up for a, um, a half, half marathon yeah. a similar sort of time. Jeez, it's different training. Yeah, so I, I popped Bevan an email the other day with some, some tips in terms of that. You really want to try to run as regularly, regularly as you possibly can. Obviously, everybody's going to be a bit different in terms of how much training they can do. But, you know, if you, you know, what I'd recommend to Bevan is I said try to build your running up six times a week yep. um, with, with one long run. Yep, did that. Um, one run, which is going to be sort of intervals or tempo-based um, work, and maybe one decent run off the bike, and then your other runs are basically steady, steady runs. Uh, it'll be a really good time to focus on your drills, doing something like the striding on um, DVD, yeah. DVD, spending you know your first four weeks of your training, one run, one run a week, um, really focusing on going thoroughly through the, the drills, and another one just including a couple. I think that would be a good idea. Uh, the other key thing is to learn your marathon pace, you know, your realistic marathon pace, rather than going out and hammering all your runs. Um, figure out what sort of pace you think you're going to be going, whether you use heart rate or a set time, and uh, and learn what it's like to run that pace. The other key thing that you need to be doing is, is and we always say this, is you know, every third or fourth week having a, have a much easier week, and that gives you the chance to absorb the training. So during that week, drop your running down, um, and that could be perhaps more of a swim-focused week, and maybe just bring a little bit extra cycling in, but really try to focus on recovery, and then the next three-week block, try to up that running again. Uh, do try to incorporate a little bit of racing. Uh, maybe you know half marathon or a few five or ten k races. Key thing with that is not to do too much intensity each week. So if you say for example you might have a five k race you can go and do, then uh, that week you might want to cut out your intervals and just do do the race. Uh, and Matthew, the other thing you said there was you're going to reduce your cycling down. I think that's a good idea. Two rides a week is is plenty. Do um you encourage marathons off season? Yeah, yep. yep, yep. I think as long as it's uh, a long way out from your a race, I think a marathon's a good idea. You know, either a marathon or a half marathon. But I think, as we talked about a few weeks ago, 
try to become a runner if you really want to make some big inroads into your running. You know, try to. Become I'm really a enjoying it because it's like um, you know I'm doing all these intervals and short burst stuff, and it's you know it's totally new to me because I haven't done that kind of stuff for yeah. years, and it's um, it's just a new kind of challenge. It's I really variety it. is the spice of life. Yeah, totally, and it is nice because I've kind of just done Ironman continuously for like five years, and um, this is just kind of good. And that's a trap a lot of Kiwis and, and perhaps Aussies fall into as well, and maybe some Saffirs, uh, is, you know, you're training for your home race, which is, you know, March or April time yeah. if you're a Kiwi and Aussie, and then if you go to Hawaii, it's just continuous, yeah. year-round training, same yeah. sort of thing. Build up for Ironman New Zealand, have a break, build up for Kona, have yeah. a break, and just carry it on. So, yeah, great way to, to, ch- to change things up and really make some big, big inroads. Uh, what's this one about? Um, a photo of Mully Coach Dad wearing... Where in- oh, here we go. Um, so Paul sent in um, a picture of him, which we put up on the website uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Uh, and oh, also, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yep. Uh, he also had a quick question. Um, for Coach Corner's topic, a specific rest period after an A race is over and before you're starting your build-up into your winter phase. Uh, what I generally suggest to people is taking after your A Ironman race, for example, if you haven't got another Ironman coming up or if you haven't got any races at the end of that season, is to have two weeks completely off and then to follow an unstructured training for about two to three weeks. So just doing what you kind of feel like doing. If you feel like going for a bike on a particular day, do that. But I'd say restrict your training to a maximum of one session per day and follow that for you know one to two to three weeks, possibly even longer, until you feel like you're mentally ready to get back into training. Um, just with the unstructured thing, do um you know because I know I'm pretty hopeless about unstructured. Like mm-hmm. uh, for example, if I wake up in the morning, I don't really know what I'm doing. I tend to think, oh well, you know, I like kind of having even a little bit of a plan. Is it worth kind of thinking, okay, well, I'll write up a two week plan. It's pretty well, basic. What you might want to do is write up. Say for example, you go right. I'm going to have an unstructured week this week. I'm going to do six workouts. Maybe write up three or four workouts, and then have a couple of other floating sort of things that you just think about it on the day yeah. but I think the key thing during that period is is you still want to be giving your body some time to recover but you also want to be giving your mind some time to chill out yeah. and, uh, and and just not getting stressed out not waking up in the morning going right yeah, today uh, yeah. I've got to do this this yeah, and this mental prep yeah. Yeah. yeah so keep things pretty short and uh, and some people take a week some people take five weeks to get through that period okay old Dan Budge sent through saying that he wants to send a big oh big thanks for keeping me sane and Ironman motivated through my writing my master's dissertation dissertation I felt a little late I uh, left it a little late so listening to you, all your podcasts has been the only thing keeping me going great Dan's ordered a bike jersey which is great actually I, like we don't really say thanks enough we get so many emails from you guys just saying especially after races people tend to email mm. us and say you know that they've learnt a lot and uh Keep them going through the runs yeah, in the dark and, and, and stuff. the education they've got and stuff from it. So, you know, we love bringing the show to you guys, but just really keep those emails coming because it really makes our days. I'm um, doing this first Ironman next year, Austria 2008, and I've picked up loads of tips. Well, there you go. Um, I have a couple of questions, which... Number one, we answered before this, because yep. he's asked about a road or tri-bike, so yep. that's why we ask and we will deliver that's right. eventually. It's our job. It's our job. <laughs> and uh, getting a coach. Between the costs of uh, racing kits, sports food, uh, sports massage, I cannot afford to do it all. Do I ever give up the gym membership and regular massage to get a coach? Or would it be more productive to self-coach and keep in my weekly sports massage, etc.? Mm. Mm. Well, definitely should get Probably a coach. the wrong guy to be asking. <laughs> no, I'm pretty impartial when it comes to these things. I mean, obviously I'm in the coaching business, but yep. not everybody... Um, needs a coach um, but I think the key thing is is to get some advice you know if you're going to be on a self um, coach um, plan yep. yeah, just getting some advice from somebody so maybe writing out your own plan and uh, and saying what do you think of this and maybe going to a coach for a consultation or something like that um, you know some people you know 
prefer to learn their own way and prefer to learn from their own mistakes, which is perfectly fine. Other people like to have somebody there like me telling them what to do and really trying to maximise uh, their performance There's out of what things, you're going to be careful in. you take advice from as well. So if you're going to take mm. advice, take someone, you know, speak to someone who's done five Ironmen, you know, there'll be someone in your community. I've like done five Ironmen well. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. And um, because everyone has an opinion and everyone has their experience and uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's what's right. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. so try to get someone at least who's got a bit of experience, who knows what they're talking about. Mm. Um, hopefully we'll have picked up plenty of tips here, but, you know, coaching is one path you can go down and uh, and it works for a lot of people. Okay, would you choose massage over coaching? Because well, what, what you like massage, don't you? Yes, I would. Um, I think you've mentioned that you get a massage every week, um, Dan. Uh if you're not injury prone, I'd perhaps maybe push that back to every second week, yep. and then maybe as you're getting closer to your race every week, yep. you know, in an ideal world, definitely getting it every week. But if you if it's a budget sort of constraint, then I'd say you'd probably be okay every second week if you're not super injury prone, yep. um, and that you know the rest of that money could go towards um, paying okay. a coach or something like that. Yep. I'd say with the, in terms of your gym membership, um, I'd say over winter it's probably a really good thing to do some yep. some strength work in the gym. And, and oh, actually, that. we're going to talk about that in a second, don't we? <laughs> and and uh, and again, like Bevan said, keeping a bit of variety in there. What I'd probably say is during summer, you probably put that on hold and just get a few basic weights to do around around uh, home and stuff and sort of maintenance work rather than paying out for a gym membership money. Going, you're going once a week. Uh, what was my other point that I put in there? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I put all this time in. Don't get carried away on gear. Um, yeah. You know really what? You can save a lot of money on gear. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's gear that sponsors us, then you've got to do hardcore on that. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, totally. You know, really, what do you need and what's good quality? And do your research and don't worry about having the latest, coolest things. Exactly. You know, just get what you need. Because, you know, a lot of people spend way too much money on this stuff. And if you are getting looking to get stuff you need, go to trybuy.com. Try there you go. And you get a good deal. So, uh, actually, just before we move on, you, you've been started doing some weights, mate, I heard. I, I rang John last week, well, you rang me, whatever, we were talking last week, and John goes, oh man, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Agony. You've never done weights? Not a really concerted, pro- I'm doing a proper lifting program with a lot of you know, um, Olympic lifting and stuff. Yeah. And, and what's it for, just to strengthen your body up? Yeah, and a, a bit of variety and um, practicing what I preach a little bit. Are you um, enjoying it? Yeah, it's all right. You need a training partner. Yeah. You do, you really yeah. do. Have to wait. Yeah, you're both far at you. So I've got a pretty good break. It's all right so far, um, but mm. I'm just trying something a little bit different for my build-up for rope next year. And I'm out there anyway, and there's a gym there, so I'm giving it a crack. But after that first session, I did because I did chin ups in the first session. I had two times eight chin ups or something like that. And man, I, I was lying in bed that this, the second day after. The first day wasn't so bad. And honestly, I, I'd even roll over to pull the sheets up, and I just. I couldn't do it. Oh, oh, that was my world for years. I used to do weights like eight times a week. Oh, God. Oh, it's hard work. Yeah, it's good for you. Okay, anyway, um, sponsors. So let's go. Let's find the websites. Flinks.com. So all you guys who race Wisconsin, hopefully they'll get that up there pretty quickly and you can claim your results there. Obviously, all the guys who have also done other Ironmans recently or other Iron Distance races or any races for that matter of fact, you go on to Athlinks and... Uh, oh, this, oh, what am I doing there? You're a superstar, mate, this way. I am. <laughs> um, but you've got, got to go on to Athlinks and you've got to get signed up and it's the best place to store all your athletic results. Now, I was loving it because I went on there the other day and one of our listeners was one like the World Championships age groupers, but I can't find it right now. Mm. Who was it? Oh man, my internet's really slow today. What's all that about? Okay, let's go to my little your phone's ringing. Your your phone's ringing. Hey, what's Albert done? He's done the Pacific Grove Triathlon. Okay, Albert does a lot. Yeah, Albert races all the time, doesn't he? 
does help us. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Look at this. I even went and commented on it. Nice. Because I thought she's a superstar. Here we go. Look at that. A couple of GB girls racing at the. And Susan World Hilton. Tri Champs is probably over in uh, in Hamburg. Yeah, it was. And she she actually won it. I'm not sure if she won it this time, but she won it another year. They must be finishers medals they've got. Yeah. She that's an interesting comment um, from the World Champs. We had the guy who. What's the time? Are we going to make a phone call? No, be right. Four minutes. Um, interesting comment. Eight minutes. I was looking. Uh, I listened to an interview with Norman Stadler the other day. Okay. And uh, about drug testing. You know, last week we talked about the World Tri Champs and this guy Daniel Unger or yep. whatever his name was who won came from nowhere. Um, those Germans, man, they've got serious drug testing over there. I don't think there's any way any of them would get away with it. Yep. Um, what was he saying? Uh, Stadler was saying he's going to get tested 18 times this year out of wow. competition. He said he's got a new sponsor, and the sponsor is paying for an additional. I think he, he gets tested maybe up to eight times or something like that. Yeah. And his sponsor is paying for like an extra 10 tests a year. Wow. Um, so that's part of his sponsorship. I wonder if they'll do the tour as well. You know, as a way, you know, as your sponsorship deal, you have to get tested by us. Well, some of them have done that. Uh, yeah. Telecom and a few others are, have, have got so, their own in-house testing. You're always a bit sceptical with the cyclists with their in-house testing when the, the guy yeah, running the team has been yeah. a, a convicted drug cheat. And then, uh, yeah, well. <laughs> Doesn't really help. <laughs> no. But anyway, yeah. So anyway, back to athletes. Back to athletes. <laughs> um, yeah, so very good. So get on there. Lots of champions. If you haven't signed up, sign up. Come Bevan's friend. And, uh, and your friend. Anyway, and, and my friend. We're all friends here, mate. We're all friends. Oh, and there shit. you go. Coffees of Hawaii? Coffees of Hawaii. Yep. You keep talking while I'm just finished. Albinator is coming down New Zealand, I think. For is this Epic Camp? Camp? Oh, yeah. it's exciting times. So it might bring you some more beans. You can oh, much, tell you what, just, I'm going to start selling you might coffee to, chips. You might want to keep that under your hat, you know. You could chomp, chomp down That's a few beans point. before it's each stage. A secret could, training, eh? It could be in yellow. Secret method. Man, nah. this, this, looks, this looks wrong. It looks like you. <laughs> just, just close that up. I don't want, I don't want to look at you. That's the photo of me naked. On, well, not naked. I've got my undies on. So, coffees of Hawaii. Uh, what about them? Oh, bloody it's a place. Oh, there we go. Went to Molokai, Noir, uh, Ancient birthplace. Ancient birthplace. Hula. Hula. Coffees hula. of Hawaii. So, you got to join up. you got to join up to the coffee club. Yep. got to get your discounts. you got to remember that it's reduced shipping now. They've got a new shipping rate. We love Coffees of Hawaii because they've got the um, 1% goes to the um, member for the planet, given back to the community. And you know, it's quality you, coffee. You know what? They're really making a presence in triathlon, aren't they? Like yeah. every bloody website you go to, they have a sponsoring. Oh, oh yeah. man, like you wouldn't believe. But they're, um, yeah, no, I think it's. Good to get on there. Get yeah. your coffee beans. Coffee. Roast, roast them up yourself, like what we did. And, and Grind them up. Just eat them. Just eat them. Be, honestly, and that's the other thing. Everyone who's everyone who's tried them has loved them. Mm. You know, and when I brought my friends around the other night for a game of cranium, yeah, coffees away, coffees beautiful. Trybuys dot com for Ooh, all your shopping it's, needs. It's looking a little bit different. Yeah, it's different a little, picture. Yeah, mm. look at that. They've got us in there. We love mm. that about them, don't we? Like that. So you can go in here to get pretty much everything. They've got uh, your swim area, your bike area, your run, run area, area. Um, other equipment, exterior, exterior. And which is really cool. They've actually got specialised areas. So let's go to exterior. Like I'm not, I'm not imagine we get a lot of exterior listeners, but oh, we might do. Yeah, you just don't just, know. Just try again. There's everything. Yeah, and then you've got your accessories. Click on through. Uh, remember, it's still early dates for these guys, and they're really just trying to figure out all the little hitches and bumps that come along. So, um, oh, CO two cartridges. Mm. Mm. Um, and that way they can. Oh, here we go. Look at different varieties. Of CO2 you know, I've got, oh, I've got, oh, I've got those two. Um, 
And John and I have actually oh, ordered wow. some stuff coming through this week, so we'll be able to tell you about the service, but I think it'll be yes. pretty bloody amazing. Yeah, mm. I'm looking forward to that. If you want to, you can sign up to their newsletter, which I imagine if you do that, they'll probably be pretty great at giving some specials. So that's probably a good idea as well. Go on uh, trybuys.com, sign up for the newsletter. You just basically give me your email address, and Bob's your uncle. Yeah, Bob is your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Is Bob your uncle? No, I've got a Kev and a Tony. Yeah. And a... No. No. No, Bob. No. no, Bob. No. No. Anyway, so our sponsors are? Athlinks.com. Coffeesofhawaii.com and trybuys.com. Beautiful. Get on Support them. Do you want to have a stop now? We stop now. You really want to stop, don't you? It's going to be a monster show. As always. Here we go. And we're back. We stopped and we come back straight away. We did. We just done an interview with Hayden Woolley for next week's show. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, actually. So, What's that on, John? It's on DPS. DPS. Distance per stroke. Distance per stroke. But anyway, John, what are you up to? For the John actually left. We finished the interview. John left. Driving home. Driving home. <laughs> and get the, get the call. Pull over. Got to come back. Back it up. We back. haven't finished the show. We haven't done the most important part oh. of the show. So what are you going to do for the week, John? What am I up to? I'm back on the program. I'm back on the program. Ooh. Did my first week of training. 12 hours. 12 hours. That's 12 hard hours to the call. last week. I'll be cranking it up to 13 this week. Then, uh, Wait a second. So... Are you eyeing up the, the South Island half? No. No, you're not? No. 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 Why not? I won't, be f- I won't be fit enough for then. Oh. So, um, so what are you eyeing up I, then? I'm eyeing up rote. That's it. But that's a long, that's a long training, mate. It's, it's going to be a serious uh, race. Oh, you're taking it hard mm. to the core. Mm. Hard to the core. Mm. What about you? Well, I had a fr- keep, we had friends. Keep cackling on with that cough. Oh, man, I tell you, I'm sick of my cough. Had friends around the other night for a game called Cranium. You haven't played Cranium, have you? I haven't played Cranium. We're going to have a Cranium night. It's going to be something to do with the head, I presume. No, well, Cranium, what they do is they have, um, like, Pictionary, Charades, General Knowledge, and, like, a spelling one. Mm-hmm. And it's a combination of all these games together. So if you're a bad speller, can you still do well? You need a good partner. Okay. You're not a good Because <laughs> I'm not a good speller either. <laughs> Belinda is a terrible speller. Oh, really? So, so you guys can go together? Good. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's my hope. And then what else have I got on? I've got a big work week coming up. Oh, big night in my daughter's night, life tomorrow night. Dance right? recital. A dance recital. Dance recital night, and it's a big thing. It's a big school event, and she's the lead. Oh, wow. And she gets to give the flowers to the teacher, and she's very excited. Mm. My daughter's going through a stage where she's really into gymnastics, and she doesn't walk anymore. Mm. She flips, she does cartwheels, handstands. Literally, you never see her walking. Thomas does that too. Does he? That's yeah. pretty impressive, mate. There's actually concerns in the Newsome household. Oh, back it up. Because <laughs> the, the hair growth on Thomas is not appropriate. It's long at the back. Oh, he's got the mullet, is he? He's got the mullet. He's got the he's mullet. Got the oh, that's a beautiful thing. You would need a photo. Three, I think it's his three-month birthday today, and he's got a mullet. He's got a mullet, see? I think it was because he remembered seeing me. Yeah. And he thought, although I don't have a mullet at the moment, but he probably thought, wow, that's the kind of hair I want when I grow up. Apparently the news has spread. Gordo heard about us calling him a mullet man. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wasn't yep. happy. He wasn't happy about so that. So he's going to be coming on the show... Not for a little while yet. But he's oh, I thought come. he was coming on this week. I went on before. No. Scorer's coming on. He's not. No, it's a, no. It's uh, he's going to come over some, sometime in October. He'll be on the show and we'll be discussing his mullet. There we go. There we go. Anyway, it's going to be a monster show. It is a monster might, show. Might have set a new record today for length. Yeah, probably for length. Yeah, <laughs> of, the, of the show that of is. The show. <laughs> anyway, oh, it's been a Iron Russ. Iron Don't train hard. Train smart. Kia, Kia kaha. Kaha. Then get back in the car. Okay. <laughs> See you. Bye. <laughs>